You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I'm here with Mark Brazil. He is an entrepreneur and the co-founder of Iconic, which is an LA-based digital art company that makes really cool, inspirational, motivational art. I'm so happy to have him on today. I heard him on my friend Louisa's podcast and he was so inspirational and I needed to get him on to talk to you girls. How are you doing today, Mark? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the intro, and I am excited to share anything and everything. Love it. Okay, so let's just get into your story. Like, Let's talk about where you started, how you got to where you are today, and just some struggles that you've had along the way, maybe just a little bit about your whole experience being an entrepreneur and, and you know stepping into this, this person and this career you have now. Yeah. So I'll give you kind of like the, the five, six minute backdrop of like my whole story. Uh, I kind of look at it. I always look at my life kind of, kind of broken up into three or four stages. And uh, I grew up in Long Island, great family. Uh, my father was on Wall Street. My mother was a speech pathologist, uh, a sister a year older. I was a huge soccer player growing up, um, you know, traveled the whole entire world for soccer, didn't go to school on Fridays. And uh, fast forward to high school. I was uh, a decorated soccer player on the club scene. You know, my teams were nationally recognized and it was my sophomore year and all of my buddies who weren't as, you know, big on the club scene got moved up to varsity and I stayed uh, back on JV predominantly because of my attitude and the coaches didn't like me. And uh, junior year I got pushed up, um, but I really wasn't uh, that big of a player and then like my first you know, big moment in my life was going into my senior year, uh, they came out with a players to watch list and I was not on that list. And you know, people that you know, I knew from the club scene, even my own, own friends from my own school were on it. And right then and there was a really pivotal moment in my life where I basically went absolutely apeshit um, and just trained like an absolute madman. And then basically that year, the team went um, as deep as it ever went. I made all county, got recruited D1, and it was basically then and there that I realized that anything I put my mind to, um, I could do. So that's when I really kind of developed my work ethic. And for me, I'm always a late bloomer and everything, and I definitely bloomed late with soccer, but for me, it, it taught me work ethic. Uh, and then I went to school and University of Delaware, and long story short, uh, I had an ID, my roommate had a car. And the girls across the hall needed alcohol. So they gave me $40 for a 30 back. Uh, I go to the store. I buy something called Natty Ice, which is like 6 or $7. I give them the 30 pack. They give me back $33. And they go keep the change. And right then and there, that's when I became an entrepreneur. I was like, oh my God, I just made $33. So long story short, I basically started getting alcohol for everybody on my floor, the floor above, my whole entire building, the building next to it. And I basically created this whole entire uh, alcohol liquor ring where I was just buying alcohol and liquor for everybody. 
and I made pretty good money for someone that age. And I um, eventually got caught and almost got kicked off campus, etc. That's when I became an entrepreneur. And all through college, I did bus trips, clothing, um, a bunch of little things. And then in my early 20s, um, my buddy was living in California. He uh, needed somebody that was lead certified. It's called Leadership and Energy and Environmental Design. This is when everyone was like, all about like the green movement. And I did very poorly in school. So I was like, hey, you know, let me try and pass this test. I know nothing about it. Let me test myself. And long story short, I studied for two months. I failed. I studied for two months again. I failed. I studied for two months again. And eventually I passed. And then I moved cross country to California with at that time no money because I was studying for this test. And I actually signed a lease. And then a week later, I was laid off. So... I'm in California um, with little to no friends, with this you know certification, with no money and no job. And then I started doing door-to-door sales, uh, selling uh, energy-efficient lighting and and, uh, and windows, you know, from Beverly Hills to Compton. And I, I really learned about sales. You know, up until that time, I had only dealt with people that I wanted to deal with, and now I was getting you know put into you know Beverly Hills homes with you know, rich, older women. And I was in houses in in Compton and just all over the place. And there was no salary. It was all commission. So I, you know, I went sometimes a long time without money. You know, I would travel sometimes 230 miles in a day and knock on doors and no one would answer. So I was like, wow, um, this was great. I learned about sales, but I'm going to move back to the East Coast. And then I came up with this whole concept with a buddy of mine who came from a rich family. Long story short, we spent eight months developing this idea. We got a letter of intent uh, for half a million dollars. And then he went to Colorado and he passed away. So we lost the money. I was in a really rough spot for a while. And um, then in my mid-20s, I kind of danced into a bunch of little things. Fast forward to four or five years ago, I was touring in the United States on a tour bus uh, we did 40 states, four months, 175 retailers. I learned all about retail, brands, sales, marketing. And um, in Boston, I met a kid named TJ Bransfield. And he was a, a tattoo artist, but he also dabbled in a little bit of art. And I gave a piece to uh, one of my buddies then, Rob Kardashian, who posted on Instagram. And right then and there, we sold a piece of art for $1,000. And he's like, you know, do you want to manage me? And then fast forward basically till now, uh, his pieces are up to $20,000, huge celebrity clientele, Kevin Hart, Megan Trainor, Snoop Dogg, et cetera. And in 2016, I realized that nobody could afford the art. Uh, all the emails were like, oh, I love it, but I can't afford it. So I dropped a limited time print um, with his name. His name is Timmy Sneaks. And uh, we made 20 grand in two days. So I was like, wow, there's a huge hole in the price point art business. And then my business partner now, Jeff Cole was like becoming big on Instagram. And he's like, everyone's posting, you know, motivational quotes and photography and memes, you know, let's start doing that, but make it affordable. So we started dropshipping art in 2016, uh, making a thousand dollars here and there. And then in 2017 in March, um, we started doing paid acquisition, like Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads month one, we made six figures, we went 13 months in a row with our, with our sales going up. 
Um, we did the first three or four million part time, five a.m. to eight a.m. and five p.m. to uh, until we couldn't stay up anymore. And um, yeah, it's been an absolute crazy journey. We've only been doing it for like maybe two years full time. Uh, partnered with Scooter Braun, Gary Vaynerchuk, tons of licenses, and now I'm here. That's the whole story. That is crazy. What an epic story. Oh my goodness. You just show that perseverance is everything. Like people think that success is just so easy and that you literally just, you know, you're born into it or you just get lucky. But everything that you preach and all of your art that's like, oh, like the the hustle and, you know, fail, 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 one win, like all of that, all of those quotes and everything, like you pretty much represent that. And that's really commendable. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I want everybody that's listening to understand that. Imagine being a 22-year-old in California. Uh, I never had a real job, so I'm wearing a, a suit and tie. I have you know negative $15 in the bank account. I'm sweaty, eating beef jerkies in my piece of shit car, driving hundreds of miles without anybody knocking on the door. And those are the moments that now you know I, I think about those moments often. And you know, they always say like embrace the struggle and, you know, the journey is everything. And I, I really am a, a walking model of that. You know, I wouldn't be who I am today unless I ate all that shit that I did and I fucked up and I failed and I got shit on. All that makes me who I am today. So spot on with what you just said. I completely agree. Oh my God. Yes. And I, I honestly, like, it's actually crazy, Mark. I've only really realized that recently that, it's about the fucking journey. Like it's literally about the journey and who you become in the process of this big, you know, trail of success. Like success is not linear. Obviously you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. And I, I really, for so long, cause I, I don't, I don't know if you know much about me, but I'm in London right now. I've been in London for four years. I like long story short, left university, decided to start my own business online. And I don't know why, but I just moved to London. And, um, you know, I did some TV stuff here and raised my social media and everything here and decided that I just really wanted to make a lot of money and be like some big time entrepreneur. And I've built a lot since then. And I'm in the middle of creating so many different incredible businesses at the moment. And for so long, though, at the beginning, when I first moved to London, I was struggling because you know I, I left Canada and I was like oh mom and dad like I'm just gonna go make it in this other crazy country and I'm just just give me time and for years and years like I just remember struggling and working like three jobs and like trying to make my online business work at the same time and like I hustled for so long and you know I networked like crazy I came here knowing nobody and now it's like I know everybody that's a somebody and it's like I've built this whole huge thing. And for so long in those beginning years, I just remember telling myself, like, just keep going, just keep going. It's going to be worth it. Like, I know you don't know anybody yet. I know that, you know, you don't even know if this is even going to work, this thing you're trying to do, but just like keep going. The only person that really believed in me was me. And I think that was just the most important thing of them all. And I had so many people in my life say, Mimi, just come back home. Like, you know, go back to school, like just get a normal job. Like, come on, like, you know, but I didn't listen to any of those people because of that self-belief that I had. And I can't even tell you how proud I am that I kept that. And I held on to that because 
it's just made me who I am today. And I'm definitely not where I want to be yet. I'm, I still have so many massive goals and ambitions. And I'm just really on the cusp of like reaching a few of those big, big goals of mine. And, you know, I don't forget what I was trying to say. But anyway, it's the journey. And it's who you become in the process. And you're so right looking back at who you were when you were struggling and at that low point, like air quotes, low point. But that makes it sweeter when you actually get it. Like that makes it so much sweeter and you actually appreciate it more. Like I feel bad for people that were born into obscene wealth and just given everything they've wanted their entire life. Because I'm like, babe, you don't even like crave it, you know? Like you don't even like have that satisfaction of like actually working for it and feeling the lows to get to that high. It's crazy. Yeah. Getting it easy is very dangerous and uh, people are their most powerful. I think um, when they're at their low points and they're the most desperate, it's, you know, how hard are you going to work? If you know, you have no money, you don't have money for your next meal type thing. So I always like to keep myself in a position. I, you know, I, I try and stay humble and stay grounded and understand that, you know, we've done nothing yet. We keep, uh, me and my partner keep a beginner's mentality. We always want to get better. We always want to learn. Um, you know, we don't, we don't know everything, you know, someone that thinks I know everything, that's someone that's going to lose for sure. So yeah, definitely being patient. Um, you know, making as many mistakes as possible once Uh, I like, I always say make as many mistakes as possible, as fast as possible one time. And then I think the other thing that's just so, um, just it's just pegged wrong nowadays with social media is experience. Um, I am exponentially a smarter human than I was last week, a month ago, two years ago. I look at myself like a year ago and I like laugh at myself. And I think that, um, you know, that kind of goes back to the journey and the mistakes. You know, if you have a lot of experience and you are put in a situation that you, you made a mistake prior, you're just not going to make that mistake again. It's pretty common sense. So yeah, I think experience and, and doing it yourself and, uh, and risking it all is, is something that's definitely necessary uh, for longevity. Because people can, can you know, get that one hit single or get put on quick, but you're not going to stay unless you have that, that wisdom and that experience. Mm-hmm. So what's your biggest motivation? Like, why do you want this incredible life? Why do you want to be extremely successful? Why do you, you know, wake up at 5am every morning and do your thing? Like, what's your motivation? What's your why? I have tons of tons of whys. Um, first is my family, specifically my mother. Um, you know, she's believed in me since the beginning. And, um, you know, making her proud, like just brings a lot of joy to me. Uh, second is eventually I want to have a family and, uh, I'm really, really excited to eventually have kids and then teach them everything that, that I've learned. Um, and I, and, you know, money creates freedom, freedom creates time. And, you know, that eventually can allow me, you know, to spend time with my kids and teach them everything um, that I've learned. Um, a lot of people didn't believe in me. I'd be, um, I'd be lying to you to tell you if, you know, to go with a lot of my failures, you know, I think about the people that, you know, didn't believe in me. You know, that's, I have tattooed on my wrist. Uh, it says 3,500 literally right on my wrist. I was told that I wasn't worth $3,500 a month in like 2015 or 2016. And, uh, I remember that all the time. So, um, a steady dose of proving, you know, the haters wrong and, you know, always being, 
fearful of, you know, at any point, everything would be taken away. So that makes me work hard. Um, and then I love my team. Um, you know, I want to be successful to, to provide for my team. Um, ultimately, they're helping me achieve my dreams. I want to help them achieve their dreams. And then I really just love what I do too. So this is, this is not work to me. I think that's, you know, inspiring people is probably the overarching biggest thing. And I think inspiring people, you know, to find something that they love. Um, and if you work hard and work smart, then you can achieve anything in this world. I think that's the overarching uh, biggest thing for me is really inspiring. You know, when people, you know, I just did a, uh, like a mini panel with Shopify and, you know, people coming up after and saying I changed their lives and, you know, someone crying to me, you know, giving me gifts, like personalized gifts that meant a lot to me. Like that, I can't explain how that makes me feel. You know, I didn't leave there until I answered every single person's question. I'll, I'll you know, because it just means so much to me. So inspiring is a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you started this company from scratch. How yeah. how did you do this? Like, what's kind of your rules with that? Like, how do you delegate to people? How what what do you take responsibility for yourself when starting a company? Like, do you have any top business tips for any aspiring entrepreneurs listening? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first and foremost, uh, almost every successful company has had you know a partnership. Um, you know, eventually, you know, everybody would know Steve Jobs with Apple, but, you know, it was Steve, uh, it was Wozniak and Jobs. And then eventually Jobs just became the forward facing guy. So I think first and foremost is finding uh, a really good uh, partner. Um, and in doing so, make sure that you guys can achieve as many, you guys can execute as many things as possible without overlapping um, skill sets. So if there's a hundred things that need to be done in business, whether it be accounting, marketing, sales, creative, et cetera, you don't want two guys that are both marketers, two guys that are both creatives. You want to be able to do as many things as possible of those a hundred in the beginning without bringing on outside help and having to pay people because that's how you save money you save equity. So I was blessed that I found um, a really hardworking creative and Jeff. And then I look at myself as someone that's hardworking that does business. So it's very simple. He did the creative. I did the business. In the beginning, it was just me and him and his, uh, at the time, 16-year-old brother that we were paying to process orders. And we had a full-fledged company. We had zero uh, costs, zero burn rate outside of us just working on sweat and giving his brother like a quarter per order. So I think the first step is, you know, you don't have to have a partner, but if you do it by yourself, it's really understanding and being self-aware in what is your skill set? And then eventually, you know, what are you, who are you going to have to bring on to execute the next most important and impactful things to ultimately, you know, drive your business forward? So that's, that's a big, big thing, I think. Yeah, really, really good tip. Um, what about for you personally? What's the most important quality that you think people need to have? if they want to become successful in business? So one of my favorite books is Jim Collins. Good to great. It's a really good book. Um, and his thing with hiring is who and then what, who are they? You know, what are the, the attributes and characteristics that you look at, which I'll get into um, honesty, loyalty, hard work, et cetera. And then you bring them into the company and then you figure out what they are doing later. 
So for me, um, I always look at character first. Um, I never want to work with anybody in my company that I don't like spending time with. If I don't enjoy your company, then I don't want you in my company. Like, wh why do I want to hang out with someone that I don't like? That makes no sense. Um, so for me, it's um, being good humans. Uh, hard work is a given. There's no such thing as someone that's one that didn't work hard. So being a good human, which means, you know, being honest, being loyal, having good ethics, uh, hard work. Uh, and then I think one of the most underestimated things that people um, don't value enough, which I know you value, I know everybody that's listening values, is being passionately curious and being hunger, hungry to learn. We live in such a, a fast-paced world and everything changed so fast that if you're not consistently and constantly learning about you know, what's next, how did this change, then you're going to lose. Straight up, you're going to lose. So everybody in my company are, are, are self-starters and they're learners. If anybody in my company wants to read a book, I gladly will buy that book for them. So it's really everybody in my company is either doing one of two things. They're either teaching or they're learning. It's a really good feedback loop that, you know, if somebody finds out something, you know, that's valuable to anything, life, business, like everyone's excited to share it with everybody. So it's just like a constant environment where everybody is, is learning, uh, learning new things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So good. So, so good. But what about if you need to hire somebody that is super motivated like that, but they want to end up kind of doing their own thing and being an entrepreneur in their own right. You know, it's kind of hard to, to find somebody who's, who's wanting to learn all the time and always wanting to evolve, but then at the same time, not wanting to be an entrepreneur within themselves. Mm -hmm. I've had a few instances where I've, I've wanted to like hire someone and then they end up just doing their own thing. And I'm like, okay, we're so like, but like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's actually such an interesting dynamic. I've, I've been having those conversations a lot lately. Um, me and my partner, when we were talking to somebody, you know, he made a really good point that in this world today, especially with social media, there's no such thing as hiding talent. If somebody is talented, the world is going to notice and they're going to go do their own thing or somebody is going to poach them off of you. Uh, you can't harbor and keep some, you can't force somebody to stay with you. That's not how this world works. So our ideology is really, you know, I'm basically empowering and teaching people to be entrepreneurs on their own. I don't expect anybody upstairs in my office right now to, to stay with me forever. Uh, some of them are, are, you know, have entrepreneurial characteristics, but they'd rather be employees and entrepreneurs. So they will stay. Um, but, you know, I recently had a guy that I invested, you know, a year, you know, everything. I taught this guy life strategy. I taught him how to speak to women. I taught him how to dress. I taught him about business. Talk to him about everything, money, bank accounts, tax. I taught him everything. And he got an offer that, you know, was definitely a lot more money than I was offering. And we had to part ways. And I was it was rough, but it was uh, a really big learning lesson for me to uh, on multiple different levels. So, so my answer to you is um, me personally, I breed entrepreneurs. Um, I think like leaders create leaders. So I just do that and then, you know, the cookie's going to crumble as, as it may, you know, eventually if it doesn't make sense for them and, you know, they have a better opportunity elsewhere to make more money or learn more, I let them go. But, um, 
yeah, that, that's it. You can't, you can't stop people from going to do what they want to do. Everyone's going to do what they want to do. So. Yeah. That's such a good point. Honestly, such, such a good point. So let's talk about your daily routines. Cause I see on your Insta stories that you're part of the 5am club. I actually interviewed Robin Sharma a few months ago on the podcast, epic episode. I love him. He's amazing. He's such an inspiration. I've gotten so many people that listen to this podcast on the 5am club as well. Talk to me about how you discovered it, like any changes you've seen in your life since kind of bringing those habits into your life in the morning and, and any other like daily routines that you stay on top of. Okay. So everybody listening, this is the most groundbreaking thing I ever did my whole entire life, this 5am thing. So I want to take you guys back to five months ago. Me waking up at seven o'clock in the morning was a, a big accomplishment. You know, I would be psychotic working till 12, one o'clock, two o'clock, but you know, I'd wake up at eight usually. So seven o'clock was like anything before I'd say seven thirty was like considered early to me. And then uh, long story short, I was on drama from young and reckless podcast. He told me about a guy named Kevion <coughs> who's done uh, over a billion dollars uh, in revenue in the last five years of real estate. He's also a life coach. Met with Kevion probably four months ago. And he basically was like, you know, I invest in helping life coach. You know, I, I obviously charge for it, but you know, I think that there's a lot of synergies here and you know, I see greatness in you. So, you know, I'm open to being a life coach. So before then I was like, what the hell is a life coach? Sounds corny. I don't need that. It's almost like needing a trainer at the gym. Like I can just go to the gym myself, you know, I'm motivated, but trainers actually work to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, so I met with Kevion, he became my life coach and he was on this kick where he was doing this crazy thing, um, waking up at 5am or 4.45 and doing the Peloton bike, doing 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 curls, all of this crazy stuff. And I was like, wow, this guy's psycho. And it was like a Thursday or Friday. And like that Thursday, I woke up you know, at like 6.30 and I was struggling. And then that Saturday, I got really drunk. And I woke up pretty late that day and I was drunk and I was hungover. And it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pass out. And then that next morning I woke up and it was like four o'clock. Couldn't go back to bed. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try this 5am thing that Kevion's doing. And I did it. And I went on the Stairmaster and I was like, felt like kind of crap. And then when I was done, I was like a couple things. I was like, holy shit. I feel so good. It's so early. I have like millions of hours left in the day. And then the craziest thing for me was nobody hit my phone. Nobody hit my phone. It was 5.30 in the morning. Nobody hit my phone. And right now, literally during this podcast, I have iMessage on my, on my screen right now. I'm getting blasted. I get text messages all day. I can't escape it. And on that stair climber that day, I listened to the Robin Sharma podcast. It was definitely like fate. So I discovered him and I discovered this 2020 club. And I was like, wow, this, this, and he, he started bringing science behind why waking up early uh, made sense. So I was like, I love this. I'm going to try this. So then the next day um, I did it. Um, I'm not really like a, a meditation guy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm going to tweak it into what's good for me. So that following day, I was on the treadmill at five o'clock in the morning and then I, de I developed my routine right away. I 
go on at five o'clock. I, I burn 250 calories on a stair climber. It usually takes 37 minutes. So it's five to five thirty-seven. And then five thirty-seven to six, I drink coffee, I drink water, and I look at my calendar, I evaluate my day, I evaluate my goals. Uh, then I go upstairs and I take a cold shower from 6.05 to 6.15, 6.15 to 6.30. Uh, I talk to my mom, my dad, or my sister, my family. And then 6.30 to 8, I do the 91-1 thing that he does. I spend 90 minutes uh, focusing on the one most important thing. So I basically took his formula, but I tweaked it into my own, um, my own thing. Like I'm not, I can't sit still. I can't meditate. You know, maybe one day I'll graduate towards it, but that's just not in my nature. And I like to do the, um, I like to learn while I'm doing my cardio. So every single day I do the podcast while I'm doing my cardio, I kill two birds with one stone. And yeah, I've been doing it for maybe four or five months now. I literally do it probably, I don't know, the first like 60 days I did it every day. Now I do it like maybe 80 or 90% of the time just because my schedule and some gyms don't open up and, you know, in Vegas, it's crazy. Some of the hotel gyms don't open up until six. And then if I'm in the middle of bumblefuck, you know, it's tough to do. Or, you know, if I'm out late with, you know, drumming up business. Um, but yeah, like I can't see myself ever going back. I'm always from Monday to Friday going to be a very, very, uh, early, early morning guy. So anybody that's listening, I highly recommend you try it. Um, you'll feel better about yourself. You'll be healthier. You'll be smarter. Um, there'll be, you'll have time for you to think. People don't take time to think about things. You're just always, you're being so reactive. You're not being proactive. Like my mornings allow me to set up my day and do what I want to do. Not what Jenny that emailed me three minutes ago is telling me that I need to do. So, yep. In short, I highly recommend doing it. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of satisfaction that you get looking at your day after 9am, like it's crazy how much you can get done in three hours from five to eight. And 9am onwards is essentially just like, okay, I'm, I'm doing stuff now, but I've been so freaking epic this whole morning that whatever I do the rest of the day, like doesn't really, really matter. It's just kind of like tying up loose ends. And I feel you when I'm working on really intense projects, like right now I'm in a phase where I'm waking up more at six. I did the 5am thing for, yeah, like about five, six months. But right now, because it's summertime and it gets dark really late, I like really value my eight hours of sleep. That's like my number one priority. So I if I'm going to bed at nine, then I'll wake up at five. But these days I've been going to bed at like 10, 10 30. So it's more 6 a.m. But again, like I feel my best when I'm a 5 a.m.er and it just makes the biggest impact ever. And you you also feel like you have this competitive edge. Like oh, waking I, up at 5 a.m., this is the biggest better. thing. Oh, it's the biggest yeah. thing. You like you your confidence naturally just really freaking escalates because it's like, you know, I'm doing something that nobody else is doing and I'm a freaking badass. Like it really does link to your self-esteem. It's incredible. I literally think it's so funny because um I've recently engaged with Raman Sharma's team and I told them that, you know, forward facing, that if not, I mean, I think mindset is, is everything. I think that might actually be the one most important thing in the whole entire 5 a.m. Uh, strategy. 
it just creates this unstoppable level of confidence where it's like, it's so funny. I'll get on like an 8.30 call and, you know, they'll be like yawning. I'm like, oh, you know, good morning, you know, and having another cup of coffee. I'm just like, I'm fucking destroying you. I've already worked half of the day that you're going to work today. You're just starting. I'm already happy. It's just, you could not have said it better. I think that it just creates this unreal level of confidence. And, you know, you said that you kind of look at like everything after 8 a.m. or after 9 a.m. as like kind of like, you know, extra, you know, the cherry on top. For me, um, it's, it's something that Ed Milet does is he breaks his days into mini days. So I actually structure my days as separate mini days. I'm like, that morning until eight o'clock is like one day. And then I have two other days within the day. And then I try and optimize my mini days within the day. Um, and then the last thing to touch on with it too is another thing that, that I don't know that uh, Robin says that I think is huge forward facing is I listened to it on a podcast is Tim Ferriss talks about um, what the one most uniform thing was across the most successful people that he's met. Um, especially when he wrote the book Tools of Titans. And he said, you know, one of the most, the uniform thing across all these people is they have a minute by minute morning routine. It's like, do you realize how I said five o'clock to 537? It's because I know it takes me 37 minutes to, bit, to, to burn 250 calories at a level five on the stair climber on the seventh floor. Like I know exactly what it is. Um, so I would say you don't need to be, I personally think 5 a.m. is the best, but I, you also, something that you said that I think is really cool is you also need to do what's best for you. Like you very well could be achieving maybe even more than I am at six o'clock as opposed to five. I just recommend people to just wake up early, period. Um, it doesn't have to be five. It could be 4.30. It could be six. It could be 6.30. But if you think you're going to wake up at like nine o'clock and win, it's just not happening. That's my opinion. Yeah. No, dude, honestly, when I do the 5am thing, I'm, I produce way more than I do if it's a 6am morning. I just being completely transparent. Cause I have a lot of people asking me saying, Oh, Mimi, like I listened to your podcast with Robin, you know, four months ago, like, are you still doing the 5am thing? And I just want to be transparent. And these days I have been going out to more social events and going to bed a little bit later. So it has been six, but the 5am thing is it, it just promotes so much productivity and gives you that competitive edge and just gets your shit together. Like I feel so good when 6 a.m. hits and I've already done an hour of work on myself, whether that's, you know, working out, journaling, my whole morning routine. Like I have my own morning routine, just like you were saying how you've kind of designed yours uh, according to your needs and, and your life. The same thing goes for me. I don't exactly do the 20-20-20 thing that Robin talks about. I don't work out the second that I wake up. I need to like have my coffee and like do my writing and all that stuff. Like I kind of need to ease in that way, but I do my working out afterwards. Um, but yeah, like it's just really catering it to your lifestyle. And the most important thing is figuring out something that actually just works for you. Because if you don't, then you're just not going to freaking do it. And that's what they say with anything. It's like, any type of exercise is good if you're if that's what you're good at and that's what or that's what you enjoy and that that means you're going to continue doing it right so if you hate what you're doing there's no longevity there so i love how you said that customize it to your life but yes every single human on this planet will get more done will be more productive and will love their lives more if they wake up earlier it's just a fact 
it also kind of what you said as well with you know you've been doing more social events i actually only do the 5 a.m club monday to friday during the weekends i'm social you know i, I drink alcohol um so what i think it's really good though is it gives you that laser focus monday to friday and it really really makes you evaluate you know when someone's like you know, let's go get, you know, dinner at 11 p.m., uh, a late dinner at on a Wednesday. You start evaluating it like, should I do this or should I not? Like, then I'm not going to be able to wake up early in the morning. So it's really helped me um, from a decision-making making process to really improve my judgment. And it, it actually gives me, you know, I, I was never a guy that really looked forward to the weekends, period. I, I don't define my life based on, you know, what society says where, you know, hey, you know, we go out and go drinking every Friday and Saturday. Um, I just always do whatever I want to do. But with this 5 a.m. club, it's given me structure where from Monday to Friday, I'm not fucking around. I'm not going on dates. I'm not getting drunk. I don't do any of that shit. I'm, Monday to Friday, I'm a fucking psycho. I'm getting as much possible as I can for my business, my personal life. And then, you know, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, I'm open to do whatever. Love that. And that's just so epic. Like it's just balance. People don't realize that, you know, you just got to make things work for you. And if it means, and so this is actually the biggest thing. So many people are so all or nothing that they're like, and this is really, you know, in line with if people are trying to like lose weight and get healthy, we talk about that a lot on the podcast or, you know, uh, you know, build their side hustle career. It's like, so many people are just too all or nothing. And that's the most detrimental thing of all. It's like, for example, you know, if you're eating really healthy, and then you mess up and have like a cookie or something, and then you think to yourself, Oh, okay, I might as well eat like shit the rest of the day and just start tomorrow or start next week on Monday. It's like, no, if you just have that really quick bounce back rate, which is what I talk about a lot on the podcast, like having a really quick bounce back rate, and not kind of getting into that all or nothing mentality of, oh, I might as well just start tomorrow. That's really, really, really huge. So, you know, for example, if you sleep in and sleep through your alarm on Monday morning and you really wanted to wake up at 5 a.m., you don't need to wait until next Monday to start your week off fresh. Like just start the next day, like get a lot more shit done that day. Like really just that all or nothing mentality is the most detrimental thing I've seen. I don't know if you agree with that, but it's like I, the worst. I- I 1 million thousand percent agree with that. I mean, life is a game of inches. So, you know, the delta between you waiting till next Monday versus just picking up on Tuesday is everything. Everything is about momentum and, and compound interest and the compound effect. So uh, I'm completely, completely with you with that. Um, and this is, for everybody that's listening, this is all, you know, I sound like this, like all, all you know, this almighty person that's been doing, I, I was not doing this five months ago. You know, I used to, drink tons of alcohol, you know, and sleep late, you know, in my early twenties. So um kind of saying what you're saying that, you know, you don't need to wait until X time. Like you should start right when you hear this. Just start something small. You know, if you wake up at eight, you know, wake up at seven tomorrow. The next day I wake up at six fifty, six forty. You know, if if you're drinking, you know, on the weekends, you know, and during the week, just drink one less day. So I completely agree with you. It's 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 a game of inches. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I feel like if, if you just change, I know this sounds so simple, but if you just change your identity towards certain things, it's just going to change your life. And I know you listen to a lot of the same 
podcast that I do, and especially, you know, Ed Milet always talks about identity, but that's actually the biggest thing at the end of the day, just changing your identity. If you think you're the kind of person that has a quick bounce back rate that wakes up early, generally, if you have a little slip up and you sleep in, or if you have a little slip up and you eat like shit or, or something happens, like because your identity at the core is something else, you're never really going to go down to that point. Right? So if your identity is someone that generally speaking, wakes up early and gets shit done and has an amazing, powerful morning routine. Like if you mess up one morning, it's fine. You're going to get back on the bandwagon right away and you're not even concerned about it. So going to like the core issue here, if you just change your identity around who you are and what kind of things you produce, that's just the biggest game changer of them all. I know that just sounds so simple and it's going to be a hard task, but changing your identity is like the core fundamental thing that will change your life. I think I am loving every single thing you're saying. Uh, <laughs> another, another thing that he talks about is um, basically building confidence within your own mind, building a reputation with yourself. And uh, my says that all the time. And that's something that the 5am club has taught me was like, I'm just, you know, I do it for a day and then I did it for a week and then I did it for two weeks and three weeks. And then I was just like, holy shit, like I can do fucking anything I put my mind to right now. Did you just internally, you just start looking at yourself different. You're like, you know, the day before I started, I was not a morning person. Like was not a morning person. Like my mom who follows me on Instagram is like, she's like my biggest cheerleader. Like she's like, there's no way you're going to, and she knows I'm a, I'm a psychotic person that especially if I do like bets with like with my friends or I tell people I'm going to do something, she knows that I will, I will die before I lose. And even she was like, there's no way you're going to do this. And um, it's just built so much confidence that I just continue to do it. And I can't see myself ever not doing it. So totally you've changed your identity. It's, it's epic. It's so true. And like, you know, I'm thinking as well, like when I was, when I was younger, I wasn't as confident and I, I always cared so much what people thought about me. And I was always so consumed about what others thought of me. And it's so funny because I look back at who I was only really, four years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a completely different human. So many people think that who they are right now, their personality that they've been pretty much conditioned to have throughout their entire life up to this point, they think that's that's here to stay when in reality, like there's something called neuroplasticity. Like we can change our brains. We can change how we think. We can literally change who we are. And I don't think enough people realize that or understand that it's just a fact. Like you do not need to be who you are today in five months. Like you can be a completely different human being. You can think differently, act differently, look differently, be different. And that fact alone is so empowering and just not enough people understand that. Like there's so much potential to just step into whoever you want to be. Like who, who you are right now is just because of your past beliefs, actions, and and just thoughts all compounded into to who you are today. But it's what you do today in the now that will determine your future, right? So if you change your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions now, your future you will be completely different. We just have to change the patterns. I completely agree. I think the one thing to add is the habits. Everything is about the habits. You, you have to just build habits into your life. And again, back to the 5M club is, you know, that helped build more ancillary habits and systems into my life. It helped me improve 
um, how I how I conduct my emails and when I look at my emails. It brought into my life making my bed every day. I used to not even make my damn bed. Now I make it every single day. I even organized how my clothes are in my room. Like I always wear black shirts, so now they're like they're at. I even optimized it to a level that my black shirts are all at like eye level, where I don't even have to bend down to get it. Like I, I, I can't explain enough and stress the importance of habits. Creating little habits and little systems will will monumentally change your life uh, internally, which then externally will change just how you're perceived in the world. I love that. What an amazing point to end off on. Thank you so much, Mark. Honestly, this has been such an inspirational podcast and I'm so excited to release this. Where can everyone find you and what are you up to right now that you want people to know about? Um, my personal is Mark Brazil, Mark with a K Brazil with a Z. And then the company is iconic. I K O N I C K. Uh, my business partner is Cole C O L E. He's an amazing artist. I recommend uh, following him. Uh, I am most definitely going to put all my girlfriends onto this podcast. I love everything you're saying and what you're about and, um, what we're about, you know, what's going on right now. It's just, more licenses, more partnerships, um, some new product mediums coming out. Uh, tons of really cool collaborations are about to be dropped. Just really just storytelling. And then me personally, um, we're actually starting a podcast, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is the first episode. And um, yeah, for people that want to be inspired, uh, I recommend following me. I put, I put time into my captions um, and really try and inspire people through my own experiences and yeah, that's everything. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Amazing. Love that. Well, if you need any tips to the podcast, (laughs) holler at me and I cannot wait to get some of your art. I'm like dying to get some. I know a guy, so you're going to be good. I got you on it all. Just let me know.